0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Remember the Game, it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank, thank you so much for listening to the show, and this week it is episode 175, and it's one of our revisited episodes, and it's a big one. it's a big one. We first talked about this game over three years ago, all the way back on Remember the Game episode 4. And with it releasing on the Nintendo Switch online, I finally sat down, played through the entire game in its original form, as opposed to the vastly superior 3DS remake, and I still have the exact same love-hate relationship that I've had with this game ever since I was a teenager. We're talking The Legend of Zelda, ocarina of time ocarina of time however the fuck you want to say it and every fucking time this game comes up no matter how i say it on a podcast on a twitch stream wherever people yell at me and say i said it wrong no matter which way i say it so guess what around remember the game industries Ocarina works, Ocarina works, and I'll be referring to it as Ocarina of Tim from here on out. Just to irritate all of you and make sure I don't make anyone happy. It's Ocarina of Tim. Phil McCracken wrote in on Patreon, and I don't usually read these comments until we get further into the intro. But Phil McCracken wrote in and said, As someone who's lived in the state of Oregon my entire 34 years, I feel like a failure having never played Oregon Trail. That was never an option for me in school. What the fuck? Also, it's pronounced Oregon. Like your heart or liver. No one seems to know how to say it though. So it's okay. You can go ahead and play your Ocarina of Time too. See? And like no matter what I say. Somebody writes in or texts me or tweets me. Or fucking chats in my streams. And tells me I'm fucking saying it wrong. So it's Ocarina of Tim. That's what it's called moving forward. Now listen. This game. Man this game. Fuck. I've I've never hidden the fact that I don't love this game. I think it's a little overrated personally. Having said that. I'm also a gaming purist. I love the history of this hobby of ours. I respect games that do like the trailblazing thing. And Ocarina of Tim is one of the most important video games ever made. Straight up. All right. And I have nostalgia for it just like everybody else. So this this episode was a very slippery slope because I tried very hard to be fair and balance kind of this game's legacy with my beefs with it and the control scheme and all that. We tried to to be fair. Um, My buddy Bradley McHugh is my guest this week. If you don't know... Those McHugh brothers are Zelda super fans, and he had some yays and names for this game as well. So I think we stayed in the lines. I think we were tough but fair, which is more than I can say for some parts of this game. Uh, but we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of yays and nays, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro. <laughs> And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long. They're fun. It's not boring. It's, it, the, our intro is like the Deku tree of the pod, of the podcast. It's lots of spiders. I'm going to constantly yell at you to listen, but it's not that bad. You get to learn the lay of the land, so just hang around. Uh, we have merchandise, all kinds of merch, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe. You can check him out at 4545creative.com. And we're actually running a Black Friday sale this week, just like everybody else in the history of commerce is. 15% off all of our t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, mugs, posters, including our brand new magazine cover design that pays tribute to the iconic cover of Nintendo Power number no. 1. I think it's the coolest looking shirt we have. Our Never Forget the Sega Dreamcast shirt is on there. Our Console War veteran shirt is on there. Our gaming matchup shirts. You can just find the Remember the Game logos. You can find all of it at RememberTheGamePodcast.com if you're interested. It is a great way to support the show. And the sale runs until November 29th. So you got a few days. RememberTheGamePodcast.com. Save 15% on whatever merchandise you would like. And of course, if you don't like close, uh, we're on Patreon. It's only two bucks US a month to get you started. And you get two additional podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion podcast, Expansion Pass, every Thursday, and my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, every Friday. And you also get instant access to well over 150 bonus podcasts that were already released uh game patch every friday i look at all the biggest news in modern gaming playstation xbox nintendo sprinkle my opinions and stuff in there and all that kind of stuff and expansion pass is a different show every week we do game rankings we look back at characters and consoles we do comedy centric episodes we do game reviews this past week on expansion pass we actually talked about xbox and what we would change about them if we were in charge we'd already done these episodes for nintendo and playstation so it was time to go fantasy shopping with bill gates mastercard Uh, and as is becoming tradition during the intro here this is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass what would you change if you were in charge at xbox another thing that came up that i also had an idea on my list for was the controller and i love love the xbox series x controller i've said it many times i think between the xbox series x controller and the ps5's DualSense, i'm like these might this might be the well no not might this is probably the greatest generation of controllers ever um but the the dual sense has something that i want in the xbox series x controller captain n wrote in exact same idea i had haptic feedback after playing forza horizon 5 i couldn't help but think how much better the ps5 controller would be just because of this feature. Add it to the Xbox Series Everything controller, and I think you have a new top contender for the best controller of all time. Now Xbox has kinda teased this, cause they sent out like a survey where they were asking people, are there features you'd like to see added to the Xbox controllers? But I, I had this on my list as well. I would just, I'm gonna call a spade a spade, I would straight up steal haptic feedback. And if it's technically patented, then you have Microsoft's attorneys and lawyers working for you. So that was last week's episode and now for this week our Patreons actually picked our topic and the Nintendo GameCube came out on top so tomorrow Thursday uh, we're going to be looking back at what for my money is the most underrated Nintendo console of all time the Nintendo GameCube and what we liked and didn't like about it that's going to be fun I love that fucking system so again two bucks gets you instant access to those podcasts plus all the old ones plus new ones every week plus you can join our discord you can vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month you can submit comments to be read on all of our shows you can DM with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name just like I'm about to do to most of these people well, a huge thank you to all of our newest patrons: graham ibenez <laughs> O for one sorry graham cody miller justin Vizers, stephanie richards Gannon 144 jock nerdington kirby drinking straight from the cow phil mccracken james lucas jay brown anthony dandenue call me watson sid's good leg trav h and isaac ariaga Thank you all so much and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. If I said your name wrong, it's a badge of honor because I stupid so just take that and run with it patreon.com slash remember the game you guys tons of great content over there very cheap pricing thank you so much easiest way to support the show and uh that's enough plugging i've already done it. our black friday sales running you can find us on patreon i'll plug the rest of the stuff on another episode let's get moving let's blow in the cartridge it is our opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patrons. usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge
1: He blows, all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Jock Nerdington, who wrote in and said, So as a fan of sports games, I've seen them decline drastically. Is that laziness? Or is it them thinking, well, we took Create-A-Team away. Let's add it back in so they think it's new and we'll make more money. Uh, thanks for writing in jock. I, you know what? Cause like I used to be huge. I've talked about this before. Uh, sports games used to be one of my favorite genres. I was a huge NHL fan. I played Madden pretty religiously for a long time. Uh, I love, I love MLB the show. I like golf games. I like tennis games, wrestling. I like sports games, but you're right. They have really fucking fallen off. And we've talked about this. I, this is just my opinion. I don't know anything. I'm not speaking with any industry no- or any knowledge of the industry or anything. I think it's it's 50%. Per- I'll go 50-50. It might be a little more toward being greedy, but I think it's 50% laziness and them just being like, well, let's focus on making sure the microtransaction modes and stuff are, the- are working perfectly. Then we'll worry about the other stuff. I think that's a big part of it. And I do think part of it is that they have to churn out another game every 12 months. I assume that, like, Madden's contract with the NFL means that they have to churn out a game every year so that the players get their payday from that, you know? And I assume it's the same thing with MLB The Show. It's the same thing with NHL. It's the same thing with your favorite annual sports game. I have to imagine those contracts, like, they probably pay a pretty steep penalty if they don't churn out a game every year. And a year is just not enough time as games get bigger and get more complicated and get deeper with more mechanics and more engines with more moving parts and stuff like that there's no way they can turn out a game in a year so i'm sure that they probably have probably i would assume they've got about 10 months plus you've got to remember that part of their staff is probably working on supporting last year's game while they're also trying to polish it up for next year and making it seem new enough to justify the payday that's why i was so disappointed that konami's e game seemed to fall so flat on its face because they were launching a free to start game where you could just basically download a free-to-play soccer game, and then you could pay for the modes and the teams and stuff you wanted. And I was like, that sounds way better than paying fucking 80 bucks a year here in Canada for a brand new copy of NHL every year with just a roster update and shinier ice. You know what I mean? And like Madden has fucking gotten worse as the years have gone on. So I I do think part of it is not maybe necessarily laziness, but the idea that they're focused on the microtransaction-y shit. And I think part of it is they just don't have enough time. That's why I'm so interested to see what happens with WWE this year because they took a year off. 2K took a year away and now the new WWE game coming out in March is of the first one in two years. And the proof will be in the pudding that we're supposed to eat, apparently, to see whether or not it made a difference that they took an extra year to work on that fucking game. Or if they are, just truly fucking copy, rinse, and repeat, fucking release the same game over and over. But I agree with you, man. Sports games have really... Financially, they're fucking destroying it. But you're right. The quality has really dipped. So, sorry, Jock Nerdy. Oh, Jock Nerdington. I'm just, Who would have thought you were into sports games? I love that. Uh, King Bahamut wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, hope you're having a splendid day. It's, It's all right. Uh, I'm not sure if this question has been asked before on the show, so I thought I'd use it for my cartridge blow. The holidays are a special time for me and my group of hot dogs. I remember when I was younger, opening my copy of Pokemon Silver and playing all morning on Christmas Day. I also received Zelda Oracle of Seasons, so I had one banger of a holiday. Are there any specific holiday memories you have associated with video games? I actually want to do an episode of Expansion Pass about this and talking about our memories on Christmas video games. Uh, every year, when I was a kid, especially the Super Nintendo era, like my... That was fucking prime Christmas years for me. And I knew exactly how big a Super Nintendo box was. So my brother and I would always look for those gifts on Christmas morning and save those to last because that was the one we were most after. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember getting my Super Nintendo that well. My Nintendo 64 I got on my birthday. Um, You know what I would say my favorite Christmas memory of video games is? Is probably getting EarthBound. Because I was really excited to get that game. And I remember opening that. I had found it in my mom's closet. And she caught me. I got in a lot of trouble. But I knew it was coming. And then Christmas morning, I opened that giant box. And I read that fucking player's guide front to back, back to front. And then I would play Earthbound. And then as soon as I had to give it up for my brother to have a turn, I would just go read that fucking manual again. So Earthbound is probably my all-time favorite Christmas memory as far as getting a video game goes. Guy, fuck, I love that game. I wish more people had had a big Christmas morning with Earthbound. And maybe the franchise would be so fucking dead now. <sighs> Thanks uh, Bahami, for writing in Gooday wrote in and said What would you park in your car hold? The Homer or a Canyonero You can add in your patented shout out If you get that reference now Shout out to anyone that gets that reference So what would I put in my car hold? It's, it's your car hold. Would I rather have the Homer Or the Canyonero I'd rather have the Homer I thought the Homer was a cool looking car I agree with Bart That was a fucking rad car I like the idea of the secret dome I love the fucking The Cucaracha horn I'm pro I'm pro Homer I think the Canyonero kind of sucks uh, Mercury869 wrote in and said hey buddy hope you're having a good week I don't want to put a damper on the podcast or anything so if you want to read this yourself I get it but I was hoping I could get a shout out from my dog Dozer for nine years he was the best damn dog a hot dog like myself could ever call a best friend give the CEO of Remember the Game Industries extra hugs and kisses for me she's doing a great job running the ship and cherish every single minute you have with her anyway back to business I installed Halo 4 on my PC and wow does it look good I've had the Master Chief collection in my Steam library since launch I just never got around to playing any of them I'm hoping to finish Four and five before Infinite comes out, then I plan on tackling that. So, first of all, Mercury, I'm sorry for your loss. I saw you post that on Twitter that your dog passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Dozer. That was a beautiful dog. And if you guys don't know what he's talking about, with the CEO of Remember the Game Industries, that's my dog, Molly. I post about her on social media all the time. And uh, yeah, dogs are dogs. I like dogs more than people. So that fucking... I'm sorry for your loss, Mercury. My condolences. As far as Halo goes, uh, enjoy Halo 4 and Halo 5. But if you've never gotten around to playing any of them, I understand that you only have time to sneak a couple in before infinite. Uh, I think 4 and 5 are the two weakest campaigns of the seven. Like of Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 5. I like the campaigns of 4 and 5 more than most, I think. But I do think they're the two weakest campaigns in the bunch so i get playing those before you get to infinite i'm telling you at some point go back and play the other halos especially halo 2 halo 3 halo reach and halo odst the original you should play just for the sake of it but 2 3 reach and odst those are the prime fucking years of halo at least as far as campaigns go stephen parnell wrote in and said what game are you looking forward to the most elder scrolls 6 gta 6 or something else uh i would say elder scrolls 6 over gta 6 I would say Starfield more than Elder Scrolls. My most anticipated game right now is probably uh, it's probably either Final Fantasy remake part Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 or Spider-Man 2, but neither of those are coming next year. As far as games next year as of now, I would say either Starfield, Horizon Forbidden West, or Gotham Knights. Those would be ones that I'm most interested in. Uh Raul wrote in. I never want to... I always fuck up your last name, Raul. I'll try. Raul Aguilar. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Raul wrote in and said, with so many unfinished broken games coming out, I wonder how much we as gamers overreact to this. Uh, I still feel we should voice our opinions when companies release buggy games, but I've recently been playing Ocarina... Oh, pardon me... Ocarina of Tim on the Nintendo Switch, GTA Definitive Edition, and Cyberpunk 2077, and yes, while they have issues, I'm still having a blast playing them. I will say that two of my favorite games this year are Metroid Dread and Kena Bridge of Spirits, and one main reason is that they both felt really polished, but I can't help but still enjoy these other games as they are. Maybe I see it as ignorance is bliss, but what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so it does bother me when companies release a game broken, and we all know that the trend these days has become to release a game at like 90%, and then you can fucking patch it once it's out in the wild. And that sucks, but that's just an unfortunately a necessary evil of gaming these days. If a game is fun, it's fun. I can look past small hiccups. One game that jumped out to me was Wasteland 3. When that game came out, I played so much Wasteland 3 despite the fact that it was really buggy and it was crashing and fucking people were disappearing and stuff in it i was like i'm still having fun and i got it off game pass so i didn't feel like i paid 80 dollars for a broken game so i was having a good time with that cyberpunk 2077 was too much that game was too broken that's i can't excuse that but for the most part if you're having fun you're having fun i do believe that i think that there should be more attention focused on companies that release games that just are polished right out of the gate you brought up kena bridges spirits and metroid dread uh i have not played kena but metroid dread was a fucking spectacular video game and whether people like nintendo or not and i listen i i'm a nintendo fanboy who also shits on them all the time because they do a lot of weird fucking things but you cannot tell me that they don't release polished games and to their credit when was the last time you bought a big AAA day one nintendo switch game from nintendo and then had to fucking download a huge patch day one like they their games fucking work when they get sent to stores and i think that's a dying breed of game ones that just work right out of the box and that's something that should be commended but i agree with you man i'll look past a couple of bugs if it's a game that i'm really enjoying cyberpunk was just too much i couldn't excuse that fucking mess all right finally before we move on it's letter time it's letter time justin Zabraki wrote in on patreon and said how do you focus on a game when i was younger i could tune into a game and that would be my only form of entertainment in the moment now i have all these screens and i feel like i need to have something on in the background if i'm playing switch or game boy i have to have youtube or sports on at the same time i haven't even tried to play a console game in months because i feel like i can't focus on the game alone any tips to lose myself in childlike wonder again justin that's a good point because i'm bad for that too and part of the reason i like to play games on my switch over my ps5 or my xbox is so that i can watch tv or something while i'm doing them, but you're right it does take you out of the experience so when I sit down like I'm playing Resident Evil Village right now on my Xbox and when I sit down to play it, most of the time I turn all the lights off. I try to put my phone away or over to the side. And then I put my headphones in. I find playing with headphones really helps too. Because then you like, even doesn't matter what you're playing or how good the sound quality is. Just if you play with headphones on, you can't hear what's going on. My big thing is every time I get to a cutscene, I pick up my phone and check my social media. And then I miss the cutscene, And then I'm like, well, what the fuck? Well, I missed that. What, what, what did that guy say? Like, who am I supposed to go kill now? So I'm bad for that as well, my friend. Um, so that would be my single biggest tip would be headphones because i do find that like i don't play my switch with headphones on often and it's the one that i easily get distracted like by a tv or putting on football or something like that while i'm playing whereas when i play on one of my you know my big tv if i'm playing on my ps5 or my xbox uh, i'll toss my headphones on and at least for the most part that helps me at least not be distracted by everything else around me or like a second screen Uh, i do still look at my goddamn phone too much while i play but i really have found that that helps so i hope that that helps you a little bit try headphones uh, or, you know, smoke a little bit of pot. I mean, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't know. Wait, because I'll get myself in trouble. I don't know where you're from or how old you are. If you're of age and you live in Canada or somewhere where it's legal, smoke a little bit of pot. There, disclaimer covered. Because I find that that helps me focus a little bit more as well. All right. I, oh god, I'm fucking, I'm gonna catch it for that one. Uh, thanks everybody for writing in. Let's shift gears and let's get into our smash hit segment, the unofficial official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video. I fucked up that tongue roll. Three, there it is. Three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game, and the third game is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in a minute. And I figured since we're talking Zelda this week with Ocarina of Tim, I went with three of the more middle of the pack Zelda games. And it's not to shit on any of them. But like, if you were to put any of these games up against an Ocarina of Tim, A Link to the Past, Wind Waker, they'd get fucking slaughtered. So they're middle of the pack. They're third liners. All right? We're playing with three Zelda games. Zelda 2 from the NES, The Minish Cap for the GBA, and Twilight Princess for the GameCube and the Wii. I always hope the poll is going to be close. And this one was in the sense that two votes separated our winner and the runner-up. But then another option on the poll only got one vote, which never happens. So, Play Twilight Princess, Remake Zelda 2, and Erase Minish Cap came out on top. With Play Twilight Princess, Remake Minish Cap, and Erase Zelda 2 finishing right behind it. So, everyone seems to be saying Play Twilight Princess and then they can't make up their mind on Minish Cap and Zelda 2. Not to be a contrarian, but I would not do either of those things. I lock in my picks before I read the answers in the poll results, so I'm not swayed by any of you. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll explain my logic. Strife89 said I would play Twilight Princess because I was really excited about this game when it came out, but never got the chance to give it a try. Remake Minish Cap because I remember loving it as a kid, and it'd be a great game on the Switch. And then erase Zelda 2 because I felt they tried to change too much from the first game, and I didn't enjoy the controls with the gameplay right from the get-go, uh, it's sound logic all around. I, I, you know what I like about your answer, strife, is that you're remaking a game that you loved as a kid. Like a lot of people, are like, "Well, this is my favorite game as a kid, so I just I want to play it as it was." But you're like, "No, let's fucking put it on steroids and remake it and make it better." I respect that. I like that. Uh, Adam Masher wrote in and said play twilight princess because why not sound logic uh (laughs) remake zelda 2 i think a full-blown remake of zelda 2 would finally help erase people's negative opinions about the original while still bringing the nostalgia to those of us that actually enjoyed the original game and then erase minish cap i haven't played it to this day and simply put no one has ever given me a good reason to do so so in my mind it's already fucking erased that's cold adam to just be like, nah, no one's told me I should play it. So it's fucking done. I oof. I do like the idea of remaking Zelda 2, as you're going to hear in my answers in a minute. I think Zelda 2 would make a great fucking remake. Uh, Ganon144. Wrote in and said, Zelda 2 is possibly the best side-scroller on the NES, both for the playability slash hardness and for the prestige of being a Zelda game on the Nintendo. It has the best balance of all three choices in gameplay. Twilight Princess never felt right to me, so I'd remake it with a focus on giving it a more open-world feel. I get what they were trying to do, which was to not overwhelm players, but give them too many direct targets to achieve, but it strayed too much from the ideal Zelda formula for my tastes. And then Minish Crap, I, ooh, I mean Minish Cap. That, that wasn't me, that's what Ganon said. Minish Crap, I mean Minish Cap, could be removed from the library forever, in my opinion. Although as a Zelda diehard, it hurts to kill any Zelda game. I never really liked it. Although the Game Boy and Advance versions of Zelda all have one thing that is so juicy. It's the item sounds and audio triggers. Nothing beats the sounds of collecting a rupee on these old handheld Zeldas for some reason that I find hard to quantify. That is odd, that of all the things, you're like, I love the sound it makes when you pick up a rupee... In a Game Boy Zelda game. I don't know if I would agree that Zelda 2 is maybe the best side scroller on the NES. I don't I don't think I could go that far. But I do like what they tried to do with it. So fair enough. I can live with I can live with all your I can live with your logic. I've not played Minish Cap. I don't know if I'd call it Minish Crap, but You're, you're gonna get yelled at for that, not me. Uh where are we here? Trav H wrote in and said, gonna be real with you, Chief, never played a Zelda game. Well, not entirely. I played some of Majora's Mask, but not enough to have beaten it. Okay, before we even continue, Trav, if the only Zelda you've played is Majora's Mask, no wonder you're like, I haven't gone back to that series because Majora's Mask fucking sucks. Yell at me if you want. I know, it's fine. You can email me, memberthegame at gmail.com. Fucking let me have it. I hate that fucking game. So, okay, going back to Trav's comments. I'm going to go with playing Twilight Princess, remaking Zelda 2, and erasing the Minish Cap. Play Twilight Princess because I've heard a lot about it and it's the most modern one. Remake Zelda 2 because it's older and I know I wouldn't be able to get into it, so make it more modern with graphics and control upgrades. Erase Minish Cap since, honestly, this is the first time I've heard of it. And you know what? There's the That's the the kicker. is I And I've not played Minish Cap either, but I feel like that game, a lot of people don't know that one. And I keep hearing it's really good. The McHugh brothers never stopped telling me that Minish Cap is good. I got to play Minish Cap. So I I do feel like maybe it's getting shortchanged because a lot of people don't know it. And then Jackson M wrote in and said, play Twilight Princess because it's the newest one out of the three. It's a console Zelda title and it just makes sense. Remake Zelda 2. Whenever it comes to play, remake, and erase, I always prefer to remake... The worst game of the three. I see how the game would be with today's graphics and ideas. Erase Minish Cap based on the rules. Something had to go. I have nothing against it. Jackson, what caught my eye about your comment was you're like, I always remake the worst game. And I actually never heard anyone say that. And I was like, what a sound form of logic. Maybe instead of just tossing away the shittiest game of the three every week, we remake it and make it into something good. That's I really that I really respect that logic. Uh, like I said, I'm not going with any of those options. I'm going to go with 20% of the vote this week, which was the third place finisher. Aaron Price had the same logic as me. Aaron Price says, "Finally, a week I've played all three games, so now it's time to show my work. Play Minish Cap. Min, um, Minish Cap. It says Minish, Minister Cap, but I assume that that's auto correct." Uh sorry that threw me off. Aaron says play Minish Cap. It's one of the best 2D Zelda games available that was unfortunately widely overshadowed and underappreciated because it was released on the GBA, see? Remake Zelda 2 Well shit, now it's time for the hate mail because this can only mean we're deleting one thing. Zelda 2 tried to go a different way to avoid being a simple copy of the first game. It didn't work out great, but the game itself can be enjoyable when you understand it. Zelda 2 with an update, giving it graphics closer to Metroid Dread and updating the controls and style of play to make it less frustrating would do a ton of work for the game and might actually make people play it. Delete Twilight Princess. Widely regarded as one of, if not the best Zelda game. I have to disagree. There's a ton of things this game could have worked on to make it a much more enjoyable experience that wasn't even changed with the hd release the big one being only being able to transform when no one can see you it's one of the most frustrating mechanics in the game i is okay so i agree with your order aaron i would do the exact same thing is twilight princess widely considered one of the best zelda games i always thought lots of people hated that game Maybe I'm wrong. Look at the comments. Sixty-some percent of you wanted to play it. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody does. I hate that game, but maybe people do like it. So I would go with the same order as Aaron. Personally, guys, I would play Minish Cap because I haven't. And I usually try to play the ones that I haven't played in here. Plus, I prefer 2D Zelda. Plus, I like the GBA. So I got to play Minish Cap. And then I was torn on my remake in a race, but I'm going to remake Zelda 2 because we covered this game on Remember the Game a few months ago, and I still feel the exact same way I did when we recorded that podcast. Zelda 2 from the NES is too bad to be good, but too good to be bad. There's a great fucking game in there. So I'd remake it and make it into the great game it was trying to be. And then I'm going to erase Twilight Princess. It doesn't help that I played it on the Wii and I wasn't a big Wii fan. I've never liked Twilight Princess. I always found it boring. I just tried it a few times. I was never able to get into it. Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild are my the two 3D Zeldas that I really fell in love with. I just really prefer Zelda in 2D, period. So you could have put... Well, no, if you would put Breath of the Wild or Wind Waker in there, I don't know if I could erase them, but I can live without Twilight Princess. So I'm going to erase Twilight Princess. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into Ocarina of Tim. Uh, Not much. I haven't had much time to play. I've had a lot of stand-up comedy shows this week. I've been pretty busy. I have been playing Resident Evil Village when I can. Fucking loving it. Uh, I also played Super Ghouls and Ghosts to record a new version of Adam Sucks at video games, my Let's Play series. That game is fucking vicious, but I really like it and Castlevania Symphony of the Night because that won our Patreon poll this month so I'm finally playing it for the first time I can definitely see why so many people like it I'm going to save most of my thoughts because we're going to be reviewing it on the podcast in the coming weeks and then I've been playing back for blood when I get a chance but I just haven't had much chance to play anything over the last week or so all right let's do it let's get into Ocarina of Tim I know that's why you guys are here I usually read three or four memories from our listeners but this game is so special to so many people we had over 40 comments from people writing and sharing their memories of Ocarina of Tim, and I am going to read all of them. It, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. But, but it's a big title, so I did squeeze a couple more in the normal. I'm going to rip through these, all right? Then we'll get into Ocarina of Tim, I promise. Mandingo the Saturnian wrote it and said, This is the one Zelda game I always go back to play. I think this is the first Zelda in 3D, and I always had a blast playing it. That little fairy flying around saying, Hey, listen, is my most memorable moment of the game. There you go. That There's the Saturnian. Mandingo speaks on behalf of the Saturnians. You guys love that little fucking fairy Navi. God, I hate fucking Navi so fucking much. I hate... That's the worst part of this game is that fucking fairy. I... Oh we agree to disagree mandingo i hate that fucking fairy so much flabbergaster wrote in and said my mom rented this for me the day it came out i probably played it for 10 hours i didn't know my parents had pre-ordered the collector's edition to give me for christmas i woke up to play the next morning and found out my mom had stayed up the entire night playing herself she had even caught up to me the short of it is we probably owed like 50 bucks in late fees and the thing about it is like i'm gonna be hard on this game for a part of our podcast but i remember that I remember when this game came out, I was like 15 and yeah, it was everyone, every day we go to school and everyone was fucking playing this game. So I, I have the nostalgia for it. It just fucking irritates me. That's all ball sack teabagger wrote in and said i still have not played past the great deku tree i know this grinds your gears so i had to mention it the one short and sweet thing i have to say about zelda ocarina of tim for the 64 is that the controls even on that shitty nintendo 64 controller are almost timeless you can pick up that controller and play this game without hating the controller as much as normal because they made the game controls fit that controller almost perfectly everyone's got an awesome childhood memory of beating on those yellow c buttons to play those soul warming ocarina tunes okay so here's the thing ball sack is i'm i'm very hard on the nintendo 64 controller but replaying this on the nintendo switch with my joy cons i was like dude this game really was designed to fit around that that it really did play to the strengths of the nintendo 64 controller it really, I never, I don't think I've ever played a game where I was sitting here being like, God, I missed my 64 controller. But I was this time. So, uh, Elijah Burns wrote in and said, This is it. This is the one. This is the first game I ever played and the most treasured of my memories. I know every nook and cranny of this map, from all the collectibles to every single out of bounds glitch. Ocarina is a second home to me and I would not trade it for anything. I know the game is not actually that good, but it has plenty of flaws that could go on about or that I could go on about for hours. But in my mind, nostalgia blocks out all the the garbage toast to me this game gets an easy 11 out of 10 i understand elijah nostalgia is a powerful fucking drug i'm not even That's not me shit talking i have games that i know have warts that i love anyways because of nostalgia i get it uh, a couple more and we're gonna move on here and we'll get to the podcast I promise Christopher Hughes wrote in his site I'd never had a Nintendo 64 my nostalgia remains with the Super Nintendo but when I got a 3DS XL back in 2014 I grabbed Ocarina as soon as I was able I loved the touch screen menu and loved having it on the go I had a fantastic experience with this title but I still can't elevate it to goat status even still I came to it with all the hype behind it and I was not disappointed on the 3DS screen the graphics look fine on the other side of the coin I recognize the complaints some have but I feel they're a bit nitpicky was the open middle part of the map mostly empty yes but it didn't create a problem or diminish my enjoyment see you played it on the ds that's the way to play this game and i think most i would bet you if you polled zelda fans nintendo fans i bet you 80 85 minimum let's say if you're gonna play this play it on the 3ds it, they just simply cleaned it up it runs so much better on the 3ds wyman brooks said i have fond memories of getting this game in christmas of 98 and fully immersing myself in hyrule for the next few months this was the first game in the franchise where i was really invested in the lore i was such a sucker for the time travel element and thought it was awesome the way you had to go back to being a kid in certain spots and how it would affect things in the future to help you complete dungeons as an adult i wish they did more of that beyond the well and the spirit temples lastly shout out to ocarina of tim's strategy guide by prima games i don't know what i would have done without you. Great game for its time. Wyman, well, I as you're about to hear, I feel the same way. I would have loved to have seen more focus on that time travel mechanic. I agree with you. And finally... They call me Badger, said. I once read a theory that your favorite Zelda game is the first one you play. That sentiment rings true for me with this gem. I know many say this game is overrated, but I don't care. This game is special to me. It did the most world building by introducing us to races like the Gorons and the Zoras and pushed the envelope of what a Zelda game could be. Please be gentle with this one, Mr. Blank. No, I, hey, listen, I was respectful, okay? Anything I criticized, I feel is a valid criticism. And for all of you that listen to the first 20 minutes and think all we're doing is shitting on the game, we did, got the bad out of the way, then focused on the good because i have a lot of good to say about this too all right i I just want to put that out there i did not shit on it for the sake of shitting on it and i also agree with you that i bet you for a lot of people your favorite zelda game is the first one you play because mine is linked to the past and that was the first one i played so i do think that's part of it but okay let's get it i know that's why you're here i've wasted enough time let's get into ocarina of tim i am going to cue up some music Dude, the fucking nostalgia while I was getting the music for this episode. My God, the nostalgia. And when that music stops and you're all filled with that nostalgic goodness, we are going to talk about the iconic Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Tim, which originally released on the Nintendo 64 on November 21st, 1998. Fucking 23 years ago this week. Holy shit. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, we covered this game on Remember the Game number four. This is episode 175. So you guys, it has been 171 weeks since the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time has been mentioned on this podcast. And it's time to revisit it. Okay, thank you. Oh, fuck, Bradley. This has been in long-standing debate. And you can't win every time I post on social (laughs) media or on my Twitch or anything. And I'm like, is it Ocarina? Or is it ocarina? It is fifty-fifty, and no matter which one I say, I get yelled at. So for the last month, it has been ocarina of Tim, and that's how <laughs> I'm fucking saying it now. Ocarina nobody, of Tim.
1: Nobody is allowed to tell you that you're wrong about that.
0: It's insanity, dude. I can't. Uh, anyway, by the way, my guest this week uh, is uh, uh, the the far superior McHugh brother, uh, longtime guest on the show, my buddy Bradley. Uh, other than dis- debating the pronunciation of the word ocarina. Uh how's things going man?
1: Uh so far so good. I'm in university now so I uh sleep till 1:30 in the afternoon pretty much every day. It's pretty cool.
0: That's the dream. Fucking right. <laughs> um Hell yeah. you're like Link at the beginning of this game where they're all yelling at him for like where the where Navi's yelling at him for being the lazy kid that just sleeps in the tree How- all day.
1: How could uh, how could the hero of Hyrule be so lazy?
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, well, you know what the thing is is if every time I left my fucking treehouse, a loudmouth owl talked to me for ten minutes at a time, uh, I would and be lazy and never the same get thing up too. Twice? Twice. Yes. Oh, okay. We'll save it. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I I've been somewhat I've been kind of dreading this because I knew we had to revisit this game, and I was telling Bradley off the air. it, it has been it's been 171 weeks, so it's been over three years since we covered this game on the podcast. And I still get messages from people that have just discovered the podcast that are going back to the archives and and listen to the old episodes. And I'm grateful for all of you, but I still get messages from people coming down on me for my takes on this game and being like, you need to replay it. You need to give it another chance because I was rather critical of it back on episode four. And so I replayed this game. Now, before you all yell at me, I replayed it on the Switch, on the 64 online on the Switch. I know the 3DS version is better. We're not reviewing the 3DS version, okay we're reviewing the Nintendo 64 version. We're, and, yeah
1: we're reviewing the original the the, MC, the 3DS version isn't old enough.
0: yeah and, and I mean and I'll be honest with you, like until the last week when I beat this game on my Nintendo switch, I had never beaten the Nintendo 64 version of this game. I'd only ever beaten it on the 3DS. Is that yeah. true? Is that, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. I oh. and I and I probably started this game a thousand times as a kid and every time I tapped out because I I and we'll get into it. I think this game fucking controls like shit. I so I I, I never finished it, but I I, I I fucking gritted my teeth and I got through this game. And for all of you listening that are like this is my favorite game of all time and I get those messages a lot, or this is like my most treasured game of my childhood and all that, because I get that a lot. I promise you, as you get ready to listen to this episode, we're not just going to shit on this game for the sake of shitting on this game. I'm going to be incredibly no. fair to this game because as there are. I have criticisms of Ocarina of Time I, a I lot. Genuinely, I
1: genuinely... I also have criticisms of Ocarina of Time like, or Ocarina of Time, whatever you want to call, whatever it. Wanna call um, it. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Just throw, o- out, just Ocarina throw out... Ocarina TV of Tim.
0: We're just going to call Ocarina it that.
1: Of Tim, Ocarina of Tim is genuinely one of my favorite games of all time, but I... Definitely don't think it's perfect. There's like a lot of argument that it's the best game ever made. Yeah. And I think that that might have been true at one point in yeah. time.
0: It's, but I mean, then like it's we the hi- all have of
1: aged and evolved.
0: Yeah. Like it's the highest rated game ever on Metacritic. And wow. a lot of people do consider it to be the greatest video game of all time. And I'm like, here's the thing we'll get into what we like and what we don't like about this game, but I'm going to tell you guys this right now. As much as certain aspects, Of this game fucking drive me crazy. Drive me fucking crazy. And I'm going to get to all those. I can't help but like... When I fired it up and I was replaying it on my Switch. You know, I'm I'm 38. I grew up with this game. I remember playing... I remember when this game launched. I had a pre-ordered copy. I got the gold cartridge with the fucking funky shiny box. And like I had all that stuff. And like despite all of the things about this game that chapped my ass, Bradley. Like the nostalgia and the memories that this game triggers when you fire it up is just i don't know if i honestly don't know if there's another game i, I in in my entire gaming career that just tickles my nostalgia bone like ocarina of tim like i just i can't it, get over it it's an, it's incredible
1: it's, it's true it's true like i think that this game has like it shows a lot of promise like pretty much immediately because you get that like N sixty four logo, and then you get that awesome um, like opening track
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: on the on the press start screen, the select screen. Yep. And um, it's it's truly, truly like it, it definitely like makes me remember what it was like to be a kid. Because I uh, this game came out when I was five, so um, like this was one of the first video games that I ever played. So hearing just like that. Doo, 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 is like oh here we go that, and then you and then you start playing the game and you're like oh no
0: yeah like oh it, boy first of all you just you made me feel i was 15 when this fucking game came out so that hurt my heart <laughs> when you said you were five jesus christ um yeah like here's it's funny Mario's, my apologies grandpa yeah fuck uh we got to get this done it's 2:30, and i need to go lay down um like Mario 64, because like you can't I don't think you can talk about this game without talking about Mario 64. Because like they're the two they're the two Nintendo 64 titles, at least as far as Nintendo franchises go. And like Mario 64, which I listen, there are episode 50 and episode 120. I shat all over that game on episode 50. Then we buried the hatchet on episode 120. I'm not ready to bury the hatchet with this game, but I can't help but respect it. And I and I, before I talk about the stuff I don't like about this game, I just want to clarify that like I have nothing but respect and admiration for what this game did for gaming because what Mario 64 did as far as trans, transforming Mario from 2D side-scrolling platforming to 3D jumping anywhere you want platforming, I I think Zelda did more. Like the way I agree. It, like and it's it really. Like, I, I could, listen, if a kid tried to play this game now, like, my nephew's 15, and my nephew's got a Nintendo Switch, and I don't know if he's got the Nintendo 64 online, but if he does, I imagine that he would fire this up, and by the end of the Deku tree, he'd be like, this sucks. And I get it. <laughs> and I get it. I don't think if you grew up, if you didn't grow up with this game, I don't think you can appreciate it. But any of us that grew up with it, like, dude, I... I to see it's basically like imagine taking link to the past and making it 3D and it's really it was a really yeah, special video game it really is it's it's really set
1: up like link to the past too like if you really think about it and like uh like break it down to the basics you have your first 3 temples you get the master sword princess zelda is now in peril you go to rescue her and then bam now suddenly there's all these different um uh temples for you to do in a specific order uh there is a human counterpart to ganon whom you have to fight before you fight ganon it's it's pretty much it's pretty much the same thing if you look at it that way yeah it's got a huge explorable hyrule uh but i want to i let's let's touch on that let's talk about hyrule in this game because coming off this this game came off the heels of link to the past which is filled to the brim it's filled to the brim with stuff. There's something in every single corner of that game. And then you look at this game, lot empty space here.
0: The, dude, a lot. And you know what's funny, dude, that you mentioned that? Do you remember when the trailers, when we were starting to see glimpses of Breath of the Wild, and people were yeah. like, it looks pretty empty. Like They were like, it looks cool, but it looks pretty empty. And then it came out and it was like, oh, this isn't that empty. There's lots to do. This, they're like oh man there is something pretty much
1: every 50 steps how did they do
0: that yeah this game i agree with you like it it and and I'll, and i'm not even I, I frankly this isn't even a criticism my biggest criticism of this game has nothing to do with the world itself and we'll get into that later but like th- when you hang around in the forest and you do the thing where you go face the deku tree and you have to deal with that fucking red-headed elf kid that's just the biggest piece of shit whatever the fuck that kid's name was i don't remember now Mido. Uh, yeah fuck i hate that kid Um, love Mido. oh what a little fucker uh he's my boy like the forest is kind of like it's neat whatever but when you first step into hyrule field though like that is one of the most i think that that is one of the most iconic moments in gaming is that first time you walk Mm -hmm. into hyrule field but then you're right and i never i don't remember noticing this as a kid but i noticed it now uh, when i replayed it i was like there's there's a there's basically like four or five paths that take you off to like death mountain or zora's domain or or hyrule castle or there's the ranch but like outside of those places it's just a whole lot of grass and trees like a yeah. lot of empty space
1: yeah and you know what i've always considered this to be one of my best like my favorite games of all time and it wasn't until this playthrough that i noticed like all of the flaws um And the emptiness of the world is one of those big flaws. And like, there are things that you can go and do in the open world, but it'll like, like a lot of the times, it'll be like a rock you can blow up, and then there's a hole under the rock, and you go down there, and there's there's some money, and it's like, okay, well, I feel like I just wasted my time doing that because I don't care about money. That's that's another big criticism I have about this game. Money means nothing, but also everything in this game, and that's annoying on both counts.
0: Yeah. And
1: here's and here's here's why. You do need it a little, but, like, you can skirt around needing money. Um, Now, I want to talk about the money system in particular because this really annoyed the hell out of me this time around. And it's something I never noticed until this time. But Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game to introduce the worst feature in all Zelda. And that was upgradable wallet size.
0: Yeah, dude. I hate that shit. Why oh. do you do that to me? Why Why do you
1: cap the amount of money I can have at 100 rupees when shit's costing 80 rupees a piece? You, yeah. know? Like, yeah. you need 80 rupees to get the uh, the Hillian Shield. And it's like, oh, this is almost all the money I can carry. So even if I've collected more money. But the fact is that you can upgrade your wallet means that the game functions with an upgraded wallet size. So like in, in Link to the Past, you can hold up to 1,000 rupees. But like... That's because the game is limited. That's because it's old hardware and it's limited. It's not because they're trying to incentivize you to go out and buy a bigger wallet. What? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, dude, it's funny you say that because I found that too. I was replaying it and I'm like, it was always feast or famine. I either had the maximum amount of rupees that I could carry at any given time or I had none and then needed to go out and grind to get some. And it was far far more often than not I had too many, especially once I yeah. upgraded my wallet once cuz I think it goes to 200 when you upgrade it once. And and then like other than the time I bought the giant sword from that fucking rip-off artist in the Goron village, I never Oh yeah, never never do that. I know. I fucking well, I wanted to like <laughs> I've played it so long. I was like I got to do everything. And then I bought it and was like, "Oh yeah, this thing breaks. This fucking piece of shit." Um, other than that, like it was or in the magic beans, I would run out of money sometimes buying magic beans, but other than that, like I never ran out of money, but I agree with you. Like I have no problem with the, I actually like the idea of the golden skulls. And the more of them you find, the more you can upgrade your gear. I, I like all that. But it's just like, don't, don't do it with my rupees. Do it with like, oh, I get a heart piece if I get so many. Or maybe I can carry more bombs or something. Don't do it with the fucking rupees. I, that is so yeah. annoying. You can't tell just, me that Link couldn't find something to keep more rupees in. Like, he doesn't need this like, specific bag to do it.
1: And, and the problem is, is that for some reason, someone at Zelda HQ was like, you know what, guys? This was good. Let's keep doing that. Let's put it in the next Zelda game and the game after that. It's like, oh, Uh, get bent, dude.
0: And to get back to your point about Hyrule Field, because like I, I love this game when I'm just exploring. Where I found it frustrating was when mostly boss fights. Boss fights were where I got most frustrated. But I liked exploring. But I do agree. And like, and listen, I want to caveat this by saying I understand that this game is 23 years old. So. I don't know how fair of criticism it is to be like, well, there's a lot of emptiness in the world when like 23 years ago tech wasn't where, like it's not, it's they don't have the Nintendo Switch hardware to play with. But like, dude, I agree with you. I would go around Hyrule Field looking for like holes to blow up and stuff. And it just felt like for every one cool hole where I found like a fairy fountain or something, I found a dozen holes where for some reason there was just a cow fucking standing down there or those little, yeah. those little, What's pine, he doing that? or those fucking pine cone guys that jump up and spit at you. And then when you fight back, they're like, Oh, I'll sell you fucking Deku seeds that nobody wants. Like yeah, they're
1: like, how would you like 10 arrows for 50 rupees? And you're like, well, that sounds like a lot. That's half the money I can care. Yeah.
0: Especially when I can just go cartwheel into this tree and it'll drop two dozen <laughs> arrows on me. So like, yeah, I think I'm all set actually. Yeah. I don't, so I'm not going to like, I'm not ripping it for that, but I, I will say that like, when I started playing it, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take my time with this game. And then after a while I was like, all right, like exploring isn't fun anymore because I'm like, I know that I'm just, most of it is just kind of like, all right, I just want to get, I just want to keep, let's just keep it moving. So here. so yeah. my
1: biggest, my biggest problem with that's, uh, I, I'm glad that you said, let's keep it moving because that's actually my biggest problem with this game on this playthrough is that there was something I noticed about it this time around. And I'm going to give you an example. This game wastes your time on purpose and i oh. don't like that And here and here's what i'm talking about all right so specifically there's a part of the game where this is the order of events oh
0: heads up you sorry to... sorry heads up everybody yeah. if, if by chance you haven't played this we're gonna spoil the fuck out of it it's 23 yeah, years it's... old everyone has played three years game. old it's so we're spoiling the fuck out if you haven't, if if you
1: haven't played it. ocarina of time by now you're not playing
0: it yeah so, so right, unless go you're ahead you're
1: getting unless you're getting expansion pass which i think just just quick side note i think despite the criticisms it's actually pretty worth it I like it is
0: it. i'm i've argued with people till i'm ready to puke about it so
1: i i really am just hoping that um we get more games soon but whatever
0: um, Sorry, go because so, I, I have a time wasted story too. I don't want to forget, but go ahead. I'm gonna shut up. Here's where the game here's, the game. here's
1: the game waste. here where the game wastes your time. So at one point you go to um, you go to a uh, Hyrule Castle, and then they tell you that you have to go to Death Mountain. And so here's what you do. You go to Hyrule Castle. You get the letter from uh Zelda. You will go to to um. Open the gates to Death Mountain. The guy tells you that he needs a mask. You go back to Hyrule Castle. You buy the mask. You bring it back to Death Mountain. You give it to the guy. You go up Death Mountain. At the top of Death Mountain, you find out that you can't move forward unless you get a specific song. You come back down the mountain. You go to which is like all the way across the map. You go back to the Lost Woods, you find Saria, you get the song, you come back, you do the song, you do, and then you do like the actual temple, which is like, okay, finally we've gotten somewhere. And then from there, it gets even more time wasty. You go you have you go to the bottom of the mountain, you have to go up to the top of the mountain to get the magic meter, you go back down to the bottom of the mountain, you go to Hyrule Castle, you have to get Din's fire, you go back to Kakaruko Village, which is at the base of Death Mountain, to use the freaking dins fire to get the thing and get the sun song and then from there you go to uh get a, a Pona at the thing and like that is just so insane for the amount of stuff that you do in that time frame
0: it's so much walking so okay so see I'm not gonna lie to you I don't remember like i agree I agree with you um but I didn't get as stuck at those parts I but like see so the, where I really I was streaming this when it happened too and I lost my fucking mind Uh, I was adult Link, and I went Mm -hmm. to go to the Death Mountain Temple, the Fire Temple. And uh, there's one Goron just rolling around in the village by himself in the Goron Mountain. And I kept trying to stop him. I couldn't get him to stop. I tried blowing him up. Nothing would work. So then I left. I hiked all the way up to the top of Death Mountain. And then they were like, well, you can't be in here for very long because you don't have red armor. So then I go all the way back down. And then I keep trying to blow up this fucking Goron. And then finally I do. And then it turns out I can go downstairs. Then I can buy the red armor. Then I can go back up. And it was the exact same. It was back and forth like five times. So I think the problem is that, like, there is a way. Because I guarantee you there are people listening to this with both of our stories that are like, oh, you should have just had all that by the time you got there. And you can do that. You can. I had the mask when I got to Kakariko Village, so I didn't care about any of that with the guy. I had it already, but the problem yeah. is that it's so it's it's almost like the original uh, the original NES Legend of Zelda it can be so backtracky and so time wasty if you don't know where to go or if you don't get lucky and happen to have what you need when you come across a spot where you need it. And this game does the same thing. And there's times where like I just happened to have the stuff I needed and it lined up perfectly and it was silky smooth and I loved it. And then there were other times where I had to literally go back and forth like five times to make something fucking work and it was just walking along and walking along and then climbing up and then when I had to start climbing stuff I started to get impatient and then those fucking skull spiders that were on the walls would knock me down I'd have to climb up again and I would just get more and more and more rage filled and I just was like (laughs) why in the holy Christ can you not just give me a give me a hint And what I had to do so that I maybe... Give me a... Where the fuck is that owl? Why is that owl so up? And talk my goddamn ear off when I don't need his help. But then when I'm in a situation where it's like, hey, it would have been great to know that I needed to go get this mask and know this song before I fucking get up there. Where the fuck were you then? Or where the fuck was... (laughs) Whoa. And on that note, where the fuck were you, Navi? The most useless piece of cunt in the history of video games. I hate hate you. Everyone hates Navi. And the best part was like, I think it might've been the final boss when I was fighting Ganon, but like Navi pops up and she's like, I'm here now and I'm going to help you. And I was like, all right, Navi, let's fucking get him." And then I, right away, I hit the up C to see what Navi gave me for a tip. But she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you're the most useless piece of shit ever. <laughs> and so like, I agree with you. It's, it's I, it is time-wasty, but you can get lucky and avoid it. I just wish that it did a little bit better job of just dropping hints that would save you the, if you were just paying a little bit more attention. And I guarantee I'm going to get comments from people who like, you should have been paying more attention. But I don't think that's the case. I think that there were instances where unless you get lucky or you already know what to do, you're going to be backtracking. And it can. I agree, dude. It can really take away from the game.
1: I think that I I think that this game rewards you for multiple run throughs where it's like okay so before I go to Death Mountain I know to go to Saria and get that song right. but it's still like pretty far
0: out of the way Yeah, I agree. And on the note of the songs too. I'm like we're going to get into what we like after. You guys know how it works. We'll get the we'll get the pooping out of the way first and then we'll do the nice stuff. Uh yeah. this the songs uh I just fuck it <laughs> My kingdom for a fucking ocarina that I can take out and it just lists the songs there on the side of the screen instead of me having to pause it every time. The only song I knew off by heart was Zelda's Lullaby. All the rest yeah. of them, every time I needed one, it was like, pause, look it up. All right, okay, it's it's write down A, write down A. Then get out of there and then will I have it in my mind? A load of the ocarina, I'm like, write down A, write down A. Oh, God. There's just so, I, so much tediousness to this fucking video game.
1: I found that the most useful um, song in this game. And, and I never found this before is, is the sun song. Cause I'd be walking on Hyrule on Hyrule field. And then you the wolf would go, Ooh, yeah. and the skeletons would come up and I'd be like, Nope, I, I gained nothing from fighting these skeletons. Fuck this sun song. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, it's funny. I'm done with this.
0: Cause a day lasts like four minutes in the world yeah. of Hyrule. <laughs> like I get that. It couldn't be a real day, but the days fucking fly by. I've um, always
1: like wanted to like, like, have like a pen and paper beside me while playing this game to see how long it actually takes to beat it. Like how many in game days.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Just just to
0: see. Just out of curiosity. Um, so now I don't Well so, sorry go ahead. I, I was just gonna say like, okay, so the open world is a little bit lame. I think the backtracking sucks. Um I, I have to do this. I've been waiting to do this since I started playing this game. I don't care what anybody says. My biggest criticism of this video game is that it just controls like shit. And it's, I don't, it's it's outdated for sure. I don't even I and like listen, the thing about it is like I do think it's outdated, but I and I have been very vocal about this. Mike I I the reason I never finished this game in the sixty four era was because I hated the way it controlled then, I hate the way it controls now. I'm not saying that I have a better idea. I'm not saying that it's fair to compare it to games like uh, Breath of the Wild or a modern game because I get that it had the Nintendo 64 control. But like when you're out exploring and just looking around, I think the game works fine. It's it's when you're trying to fight a boss. Z targeting is fucking shit. I hate it. It's a, it's a nightmare. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And it's, I know we're going to, like I'm sure we're going to get into the water temple. I know some people hate the bandits fucking hideout, which I don't hate, but whatever. My biggest gripe, is the fucking controls. And I and I don't I don't know what the solution is. Personally, I think it would have been a better solution to just leave the fucking camera behind link. I don't know if that's maybe wasn't possible back then or what, but like the amount of times that I've died or gotten hit or just took too long or whatever because of the fucking controls and anyone that was watching me on this the, the my recent playthrough of it knows what I'm talking about. I, I just I I cannot Be convinced that the controls in this game are good. And for all of you, and I'm going to let you weigh in, but I just want to say this. For all of you, and I get these messages all the time. For all of you that are like, when are you going to cover Majora's Mask? When are you going to get Majora's Mask? I'm just telling you all right now, it's it's never going to happen. I am never going to do an episode on the show about Majora's Mask because it's got the same controls as this with a sloppier game. I can't Whoa. be convinced otherwise. The controls don't work. I'm just you're
1: making me you're making me nervous. Man.
0: I don't I I'm, I stand Whoa. by it. I don't care if people think it's a hot take or not. The controls don't work. At least I I adore the storyline in this game. When we get to the good stuff, we'll get there. But I it's just a hate wrong take. I hate it's the control a- scheme so much in this fucking game. I hate
1: it's, it. I- There's something about it that that specifically pissed me off this time, and that, like, obviously I played this on the Switch, and um, what pissed me off about it is that I wanted to use, I was using the Pro Controller, and I wanted to use the, like, the right stick to move the camera, like, instinctually, but you use, get this, get this, you use the Z button to move the camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: huh what yeah and what? and for those of you
0: listening that are like well that's not fair because you're talking about the switch port it's the same thing when you played on the Nintendo64 controller you can't use the yeah, C you buttons wanna, other you than C use up, the C buttons other than C up yeah. to lock in the the C buttons aren't your your camera your camera is only the Z trigger to go behind you Like like Absolutely. I, I didn't I didn't love the control screen for Mario 64 but moving the camera with those C buttons is way better than it is in Zelda and I and listen I understand that you have no choice but to put items on the C buttons I get that I don't know what the alternative was, but I just, I'm not saying I, I, this is one of those, you know, when people complain about something, but they don't have an idea on how to fix it and you kind of want to just smack them and be like, well, then shut the fuck up. That's me right now. <laughs> Feel free to want to smack me if you want. I don't know how you fix it, but it doesn't change the fact that the controls in this game don't work.
1: It's a, it is, it's still obnoxious, even though there isn't an alternative.
0: Right. I mean, like, I guess like, I mean, I suppose one of the alternatives would have been to leave the C buttons as the, as the camera and then make the items maybe your trigger buttons like in Link's Awakening. But then there's already so much pausing and going into your item menu to switch out your items in this game. And if you had a yeah, le- if you true. had one less button to do it with, it would have been even worse. So that's
1: you know what that's that's totally true too. Um, this game, um, I, I I feel bad because I keep comparing this game to Link to the Past because and like that may seem unfair because they're super different games. But if you look at them, we talked about already structurally, they're very the same and there's one similarity that they have between the two games that works in link to the past, but doesn't work here. And that is when you turn off, when you're done playing link to the past, you save, you quit, you turn it back on. You have two spawn points. You can spawn at your house or you can spawn at, uh, at the, uh, the cathedral. Yeah. Okay. Sure. This game has one has two spawn points. You can spawn at the Temple of Time if you if you saved as an adult, or you spawn at home if you if you saved as a child. And you don't get an option. It's just like how you saved, where you were when you stopped playing the game. The game isn't huge, but it's too big for one spawn point.
0: Yeah, especially, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I went until when do you I don't think you need I didn't get the horse. Was it Epona? Epona is that the horse's name? Yeah, Epona. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the horse until I went to do the water temple, and then I had to. And then I didn't realize there was a little ladder off to the side that I could climb up and go over those fences. And I thought I needed the horse to jump over the fences to get into Lake Hyrule to go do the water temple. So I didn't Mm -hmm. get the horse until then, and that's kind of on me. I should have explored and found the horse. But like, it was a lot of fucking hoofing it on foot. And, like, thank even, God for that even horse. Even with the horse. It is, with the yeah. Horse,
1: it's tedious.
0: It's just, it's a little bit more fun, at least, on the horse. But, like... You,
1: you know what? That's true.
0: I feel like they should try to shoehorn you over there earlier. Because you're right. It's And I'm not going to lie to you. I, pro- I totally forgot about the spawn points because I basically just put the game to sleep and then picked it up and played it again. So, like, I never thought of, like, oh, I have to start from scratch and load my save file and start wherever I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. It's, especially as you get later on in the game, there's a lot of fucking... Like, why not just let me start fucking like let me just pick a place to start give me like a dozen starting points you know yeah now before we get
1: into the good stuff because i do want to get into the good stuff there is one thing about this game that i do want to talk about as well um that's just like one maybe this might be nitpicky a little bit i don't love the way that the temples are set up and here's why it doesn't feel like you're advancing at any point. It doesn't feel like you're moving through the temple because there's no curve. There's no difficulty curve in the temples. It's like you have the same level of difficulty from the second you walk in to the second you enter the boss. And it's just like everything in the in the temples just feels like filler.
0: I never thought of that.
1: I, just, it just I, feels like they're filling your time.
0: I i mean i don't disagree with your point i half agree with you on the on the wasting your time because like i it like dude it could depend if you were like hey adam what do you think of the water temple and angry adam pops Ooh. up and he sounds off but then it was like well what do you think of i don't know what's one of the good temples uh uh
1: i guess the the spirit I, temple's I, Right. i like the fire temple i
0: like that temple so it's like, if you give me one of the temples that I like, I'm like, I don't know, they're okay. Like, they're classic Zelda temples. It's lots of repetitive... Okay, like, I can't... There's a lot of times where you just look at your map and you're like, I feel like I'm stuck. There's clearly one door or one treasure chest There's something somewhere that I haven't gone to yet. And there's a lot of like opening your map and just studying it to figure it out. I do agree with you that the difficulty in the dungeons never really ramps up, but I do feel like the dungeons are very hit and miss. There are dungeons in this game that I really like. And then there are dungeons in this game that just fucking drive me insane. And I'm like, this is boring and it's Do want to Do you, you want to
1: just go through all of them real quick?
0: Well, I I mean, if you like, <laughs> I, I feel like by, they kind of blend in. I feel like they a lot of them kind of yeah, blend that's into true. each other. I just, like, I won't lie to you, like, the only temple that really sticks out to me that I fucking hate, I don't really like the inside of Jabu Jabu, or whatever the fuck that thing's name is. I don't hate it, but I don't, I just hate having to carry that fucking fish princess around. Uh, I,
1: I, I, uh, I really hate, like, companion quests like that, and,
0: like, that's,
1: that's, like, a point where I was, like, I gotta turn this off for a couple of days, I don't. I don't think I, I don't think I can be a part of this.
0: Yeah, plus you have to use the boomerang in there and that uses the Z-targeting yeah. and I don't like the way that handles. So I don't love that yeah. temple. Uh I, I
1: particularly love I actually particularly love the spirit temple um in this game. And that's and that's one of the only ones where I was like, okay, there's there's definitely a little bit more to this. Um and I love I love Ganon's Tower, actually.
0: Yeah, I like Ganon's Tower. you know what I liked about Ganon's Tower is that it wasn't as long as I thought it was gonna be. Like, yeah. in a good way. It was just like, give me quality over quantity. And it was like, no, this was just rock solid, just a little level from all these old levels, and then I can go fight Ganon. And I liked that. That was that was totally. fucking rock solid. I like the one, sorry, because I don't know all the names like you do. I like the one where you have to use the Lens of Truth.
1: Oh, to look um, around. the Shadow Temple.
0: Yeah, I like that one. Um, yeah, that one's,
1: that one's not bad. That's not. It's definitely not my least favorite.
0: The, the Water Temple, let's, okay, the Water Temple is the one everybody talks about. And yeah, I let's, posted Let's get about this it. out of the way. I posted that I was going into it and I streamed playing the water temple. It took me three hours to beat that fucking temple. Now, I want to point out I looked up no walkthroughs, I used no save states. I was going in blind because I don't remember anything about it. And I basically wasted an hour trying to figure out how to blow up one wall before I just happened to get lucky and realize look, you fuck, and it was stupid of me. I was like, I could have paused the water at the second level where it's high enough that I can swim up to this wall. I need to blow up and then blow it up. That like, so that's on me. Cause I should have clued in, and I, that should have fixed it. And so I know a lot of people shit all over this temple. And when I posted about it, I had people posting like that is the worst temple in the history of video games. And I had people posting it's not that bad. Grow up, get better, get good at video games. And I <laughs> and I and I kind of see both of their points. Cause I don't think it's the worst. Like Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game ever, but I think the ice temple in Link to the Past is fucking horrible. I hate it. Hor- horrific. I agree. I I, I I hate it more than I hate the water temple in this game. My my qualm uh, my qualm with the water <laughs> templar is twofold. Number one, constantly pausing to switch your boots is a fucking joke. It sucks it's nonsense, so hard. And my they did sec-
1: fix that in the three DS. They version. did.
0: That's why we're not. Re- that's why we're sticking to sixty four because it's you're right. It's a mute point with the three DS. I hate having to switch my boots all the time, and I hate the fact that there's like two spots where you can change the level of the water, two or three, whatever it is, and so. Like it's constantly like when you're trying to figure it out and you don't know what to do, it can get so frustrating because you try something and if it turns out that your guess or your your experiment was wrong, you've got to backtrack to somewhere where I can change the water level. Now I gotta go change it and change it and change It's like it would have been so much like, oh my god. I'm at, like there's that tower in the middle of the water temple. I god what I would have given if they had just put like at, at each story of the water temple, there was one of those things where I could play music to rise or lower the water. Like if it had just, mm-hmm. if you had just made it and I understand that maybe that would have changed what they were trying to do with the water temple, but between that and constantly changing my boots, Oh, it's just such an exercise in frustration, that fucking temple. So, so here's how, here's how
1: I think about it. This is how I think about it because before this game came out, like somebody, somebody at Nintendo sat down and was like, guys, I have an idea for a temple. And they, they put the idea down onto paper and somebody looked at that and was like, that is such a unique, yeah. cool and interesting idea. But nobody asked if it was going to be fun. Right. Nobody was like, will this be fun to play?
0: And you're not wrong. It is. a. I I truly think it's the, it's I, cool I think temple. it might be the most creative temple in the game. I think it's a cool for idea. Sure. That just yeah. drives me fucking insane.
1: Yeah, it's oh. just, it's 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 a great idea, great concept, zero fun, yeah. no fun to play whatsoever. I think that if they had made six, there was two, there was two places you could play the song and change the water level on every level. This would be the best temple in the game for sure.
0: Agreed. If they had just made it a little easier to change the the temperature or the temperature, the level of the water, <laughs> and and ideally like. I get what they were trying to do with the boots and about how you would sink and stuff like that. But like, even if, even if they had just made it, that you could swim. Like, even if they had just done that, it would have been nice. Like the constant, like I can either put the boots on and walk on the floor or I can take the boots off and float straight up. And it just, yeah. And especially again, like, and some of you listening are going to be like, dude, you suck at video games, And yeah, I do. But literally my let's play series is let Adam sucks at video games. I do suck at video games, but I had no idea what to do. And the exercise in frustration that this fucking temple was of of trying to like, okay, well, this experiment didn't fucking work. So now let's put on my boots, go all the way back down to the beginning, shrinkle the water out, fucking start all over from scratch, over and over and over. I really... I'm, I, I stand by it. Link to the Past is a better game than Ocarina of Time, but the water temple is a better temple than the ice temple in Link to the Past. But it's still... I'll give you it. I'll give you it. It was so... It really could have been... Really could have been something special. There's a great puzzle there that I just think wasn't quite finished, I guess, maybe is the term I'm looking for. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Can I, um, fuck me.
1: So we've got, uh, we've kind of been brutal to this game, to be honest. Um, a game that is considered to be one of the best games of all time. Can I talk about what I think this game does super right?
0: Yeah. I want to, it's like, I'm just trying, okay, just quickly. Cause I want to finish all the bad shit and then just get into the good. The only other bad thing I have to talk about is just once again that owl can Ugh. eat every ounce of my ass. And what drives me the craziest about that owl is for some reason and the owl's not the only one that does it. He's just the most boring character in the game. The Nintendo when you're done, it always says, "Hey, do you want to hear what I had to say again?" Which I understand because they're like, maybe you missed it and some of those clues you need to know where to go next. I get that. But they never there's no consistency as to whether yes or no is first. <laughs> and so you mash through and then it's like you can't go on to a muscle memory to skip past it because You're guessing it's like flipping a coin if you just mash buttons and, well, I, and if you've played the game before you don't need the clues, so you're just like come on. I know and I just so that that is my last After this I promise we're getting into stuff We like that is my last criticism of this fucking game is just like for the love of God Let me hit start and skip the conversations or a bare minimum let me hit B to skip past them and then just put yes and no in the same order every time. Please, please leave the owl there and don't even give me the option to hear him again. And then if I need to hear what he had to say again, just let me talk to him again. Yeah, just put him there. Just That's all you have to do. He doesn't have to fly <laughs> away. Where's he got to go? I hate it. Yeah, yeah, every every time he's like, he's like, whoa, I guess I better fuck off. And it's like, where are you going? I swear to God. That the owl in Ocarina of Tim is like the reincarnated spirit of the fuzzy pickles guy from Earthbound. And for those yes. of you that played those games, you know what I'm talking about. Those two yes. together are the are humanity's biggest problem. Is the owl yeah, and every, the fuzzy pickles guy.
1: Every time every time I'm stopped by the fuzzy pickles guy in Earthbound, I'm like, this game's perfect. Why are you doing this?
0: He's the real villain. The the villain's not pokey. The villain in Earthbound is fuzzy pickles guy.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Um, God, God, I guess isn't even that that intense. No, to be honest,
0: it's fuzzy pickles. Fuzzy pickles, guy. All right, yeah. okay. I'm I wanna, done. I, I promise we're about, done shitting. I'm done.
1: I want to talk about my favorite thing about this game. Yeah, go. I want to talk about my favorite thing about this game so bad because it makes up for everything, in my opinion. Ooh. This game, to date, still, is the best bosses in Zelda.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. You just do you, you genuinely well, disagree with that? My qualm isn't with the bosses. My my qualm is how the controls that you fight the bosses. I like the bosses. I don't like the way I have to fight them.
1: You know what? That's fair. But I, but I do I, like the bosses. I'll give you that. I think like I think like Goma, Dodongo, Baronade. I also like that they give you the names before. Me too. Because like in Link to the Past, they're just like, if you want, you want to know the names, buy the fucking strategy guide, you loser. And yeah, like, I don't. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, Phantom Ganon is a great boss fight. Uh, Volvagia is a great boss Uh, fight. Morpha is a great boss fight. Twinrova is like my favorite boss fight.
0: Phantom Ganon is the one that set me off because I could not, for the fucking life of me, get that fucking Z targeting to fucking zoom in on him so I could shoot him with a fucking arrow and. But it's I, not I, supposed to
1: work for that one because he's supposed to, he's hiding. Oh, he's hiding Christ. in paintings. No,
0: no. Well, then let me fucking back to the controls. Let me fucking shoot. I don't want to shoot it anymore. I just. <laughs> I I will agree though. Like I think the the bosses are are creative and intuitive. Uh, I don't know their names like you, but like I love the actually. You know who one of my favorite bosses in the game is, even though they're not really that creative, it is the very first one, that spider in the Deku Tree, because it's creepy I, yeah. as fuck. I love that fucking boss.
1: I, I love that boss. I can beat it in about forty seconds, but I do love that.
0: Boss. Yeah, I love that boss. I like the idea of Phantom Ganon coming out of the paintings. I think it's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the uh, um, the the fucking Fire Snake that you play Whack a Mole with.
1: That that is that is probably the standout for me. Besides Twin Rova, I think the standout is is um, Volvagia. Which sure.
0: which ones? Twin? Which one? What's which? What's Twin, the twin, twin
1: Rova? That's that's the one where it's the two witches and you have to Oh like, uh, yeah you have to use the mirror shield you to like the, um
0: That's a great boss. And they're funny as fuck. Reflect too. ice,
1: yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. really they're really fun, they're really cool, they're really interesting. Yeah. Um I don't I don't love Bongo Bongo like the giant shadow hand guy uh who plays the drums while you're trying to play oh, and then, Yeah, like, he's a pain in the ass. You have like the light boots on, but like every time you use the light boots it like screws up your shot and it's like God. Yeah. And now you pause it to turn but, the light boots off. But
0: but I, I you know what? Honestly, like I was I was going to argue with you on the bosses, but you're right. Aside from the way that the controls dink me around sometimes, there are like no two bosses feel the same. Especially when, as much as I adore Link to the Past, a lot of the bosses in Link to the Past are pretty lame. And that one in the fucking red, and that one in the Red Medallion Temple, that giant rattly snake that bumps you off the ledge is awful. Oh awful get get wrecked
1: on that yeah one.
0: so that you're right it does it does have great bosses it, it's i'll give you that the bosses are fucking
1: yeah. awesome and and i think it's important to mention that the canondor fight specifically is not only good but it's fun
0: the part where you hit yeah. his magic back at him or the part where you fight him like in the the, the crash the part tower? Where you hit, the
1: part where you hit where you hit the magic back at him it's fun
0: yeah, it, is. Like, it took me a long... I was getting frustrated with the timing of it because I think my timing was right and it said it wasn't fucking bullshit. <laughs> but you're right. I Once I got the timing down, I was like, that's cool. Because then you hit him and then you got to shoot him with the gold arrows. And I like that Like that's the exact same way you fight him in Link to the Past too. You yeah. swing the Master Sword and knock his... or whatever sword you have. And knock his magic back at him. Uh, I like yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that too. Um, you can
1: actually... uh, you, you can use pretty much any item. You can use an empty bottle to hit the... Hit magic yeah dragon. yeah
0: that's right i i uh i i love i i like that too the i like that the bosses aren't just generic you just have to hit them with your sword 10 times like that like yeah. that was it was nice that they changed it up and put like you can tell they really put some time into them it was just some mm-hmm. of them fucking irritated me with the way they controlled but that, they they that's are
1: nice. they are like a little bit like oh no the only thing that can kill me just so happens to be the last thing that you've got but whatever yeah yeah
0: um but yeah but that's just zelda 101 though like i i, I love that like every enemy in the history of every like b- boss in the history of zelda has locked their solo weakness alone in their dungeon like, but, I, like I, I i love that i think so about much.
1: i think about breath of the wild which is like obviously so obviously a way better game than ocarina of time um but like think about the bosses in that game i
0: don't even remember Do any remember? of the bosses in that yeah. i haven't played that I game mean, in a few years don't. now.
1: because like they're not that good. Yeah. They're, you're right. They're fine. You are you right. Fight, you fight them. You fight them with your sword and like everyone is pretty much the same. Um yeah. yeah, not that interesting. And even like even like Wind Waker, which is one of my favorite uh Zelda games of all time. Uh bosses aren't really that memorable. Um but in Ocarina of Time, I I remember every last one. I can tell you them in order. Yeah, I know every last one.
0: You're right. The bosses are good. I'll give you that. Yeah. I fucking yeah. yeah, I like that. I think I think the thing I like the most about this game is just when I was having the most fun uh, was just exp- like exploring. And I love just like exploring this world even though there's a lot of emptiness and I got sick of going to like find holes that just had a cow in them or five rupees in a treasure <laughs> chest. But like the, the like I love the time travel mechanic and I love the way it like you could find hidden things by like, oh, well, as a kid, you go plant magic beans. As an adult, the magic beans have turned to leaves that you can use to get up to different things. Or you fucking... You can go to like the 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 village, the Kakariko village. And like as a little kid you could go learn the song to make the rain and then as an adult you play it and then it drains the like I I really I wish they had done a little more with that mechanic yeah. of what you did as a kid affected the world as an adult. But I love that story and I just I didn't even finish everything. I didn't finish the mask side quest. I didn't get all of the bottles. I had three of them. I didn't get all of the heart pieces. But that was because I was starting to get irritated with the controls and I wanted to end it. But I, for my money, when I had the most fun with this game was just interacting with the people in the towns and stuff. It didn't feel like there was a lot of dead weight. And it was just a lot of fun to experiment and fuck around and go see what's here. And then does this change at night? Does this change during the day? Does this change as a kid? Does it change as an adult? Um, the, the character
1: work in this game is like spectacular, to yeah. be honest. Like It truly is like the game has so many unique characters that l- like um the guy who runs the ranch uh uh i forget what his name is uh and his daughter and the guy who takes over the ranch the, they they look blatantly
0: like... like mario and waluigi those two yeah. guys yeah <laughs> yeah i know who you're talking about
1: and then and then there's uh the guy who uh who like owns the the windmill uh there's tons of unique characters there's the guy who runs the uh what's it called the the shooting range yeah and like they're they're all just unique characters skull kid is also a really cool character in this game yeah um mido we talked about seria all of this all of the sages to be honest Sheik, uh impa like the character work in this game is truly truly great
0: yeah it is and it's and they're a lot of fun to to just interact with and see what they have to say and then i i and Link to the Past does this as well. And I, I feel like they I I almost frankly, I feel like they do them equally as well. I love like in Link to the Past, you go to the dark world, and then I like going back to places and seeing how it's changed from the light world. And in, yeah. in Ocarina of Tim, I love going to the to the future and seeing what has happened to places from the past. And I think in a way I actually like it better in Ocarina of Tim because it's like it's not the light world and the dark world, it's seven years ahead. And you're like, holy fuck, what happened to this place over the seven years that I was asleep or whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> I was doing that in that temple. And like, even if not all of it, like I wish there was a little bit more depth to that and more side missions about like moving from back in time to forward in time and stuff like that. But I really, I just really like you, the, the, the world in this game plays such a big role in the game itself. And it's so much fun to revisit all these places to go to like Zora's Domain as an adult and be like, what the fuck? It's all frozen. Like what happened here? here?" Which, by the way, that's my favorite area in the game is Zora's Domain. Um, Yeah, I'll
1: agree. I'll agree. Actually, I like Gerudo Valley, but like I, I would say it's up there.
0: It feels like going to like a water park. Like as a kid, I it's my favorite place in the game as a kid. I'm like, I almost feel like you can smell that place when you walk in. I'm like, I could it smells like the sea. You know what I like I I love it. Yeah, I, you get a
1: bit chillier when you walk in.
0: Yeah. So like I, I like that kind of stuff a lot. And actually on that note I like the different like how how well they differentiate like this is the Lost Woods and this is the village of these weird little orphan kids and then over here this is the Goron Village and this is Death Mountain and they're clearly completely different and they're made of rocks or fire and they're you can see Kakariko Village from the top of Death Mountain if you look down which I never noticed until playing it this time and I was like that's a really cool touch and then Zora's Domain feels entirely different because you kind of hike back into the into like this waterfall at the back of this valley. And then in there, there's all these like mermaid people living in this fucking water area. And then there's the fucking desert where the bandits live. That feels completely Mm -hmm. different. And frankly, way more than linked to the past. I feel like they do a great job of making each area feel so different from each other. And I like, I, it makes me want to go and explore them because they all look so different from each other. If that makes sense. And the music and everything, I, I really like the way they do that, you know?
1: Totally. I think the de- I think the design, like the like the actual level design in this game is pretty cool. Like as far as like artistically, like everything is interesting to look at.
0: Yeah. And you know what, Bradley, I got to be honest with you, man. I know some people have come down on it. Um, and I think that a lot of Nintendo 64 games graphically haven't aged well. I actually was kind of surprised like replaying this. I was like, this actually still looks not bad. Like it's, yeah, it's it's
1: surprising how Nintendo knows how to use their hardware better than everyone else.
0: Right. And that's... You know what, man? And what you just said, I think more than anything else when it comes to Ocarina of Tim, that's something that some people need to remember. And it's the same thing with Mario 64. And maybe I need to remember this too, because I'm quite critical of these two games. Is Nintendo fucking... They blaze some trails with these games. Like Mario well, 64 need- is the big, big one. But this one too, like it's... A lot of blueprints to a lot of video games were laid in this one. No one had done this before. Mm -hmm. This was a huge undertaking. I fucking vividly remember seeing screenshots of this game in magazines and stuff leading up to the release. And all of us, myself included, everyone was like, holy fuck, they took Link to the Past and made it 3D. And I think, like, I like the PlayStation a lot, the original PlayStation. There's a lot of games on the original PlayStation that have, aged like milk like fucking horribly um yeah
1: I, like we're talking graphically one of my favorite playstation games of all time final fantasy 7 oh it's tough to look at.
0: sure is right metal gear solid isn't great these days resident evil is kind of <laughs> rough these days
1: um, resident evil's rough dude it's wh- whereas like looks like crazy
0: right whereas like i'm playing ocarina of time and like sure it doesn't look like breath of the wild or anything but i'm like this is surprisingly good looking like there's never any confusion yeah. as to what anything is I, w- I was really impressed replaying it for the first time in quite a while especially not playing the 3ds version but playing the 64 version I w- i was really impressed i was like this is a good looking video game even by today's bear, standards
1: bear in mind this game did come out the same year as metal gear solid so if you want to compare graphically how these two consoles aged it's it's black and white right there on that's
0: the wild eh? that's fucking like insane. like
1: because like at the time at the time everybody was like oh fuck the n64 dude look at the graphics on the ps1 and i'm looking at it now and i'm like did we really think the ps1 had better graphics than the n64 that's yeah. crazy
0: it's crazy hey like it's that's bananas. i mean like like both like, consoles have games that have aged not well and games that have aged well but like i was i just I really can't uh, overstate how impressed I was with how good this game looked, and then the music, which I I will I will die on the hill that I think that Ocarina of Tim might be. I don't know if I would say a top ten soundtrack of all time because if you were to ask me what my top ten t- top top ten soundtracks of all time are, it would probably be F Zero and then nine Mega Man games. But uh, <laughs> like I will lie to you, like probably it would be. But like. The the I almost get chills from the music in this game because i it's I, so nostalgic, man.
1: I don't I don't know if I would put it on top ten soundtracks of all time, but if I had to do top ten tracks of all time, Grudos Valley's going on there. Yeah, Grudos Valley. It's it's an unbelievable song. We're just noodling on the guitar. Deedling, ding, ding. I don't
0: I don't Love think it. there's a bad like there really isn't a bad uh, uh, score in this game. I I really. Like replaying it, and I was like, "My God!" Every song that queued well, up. And, and you know, what, just,
1: you know what's really cool is like some of the better songs in the game. They don't just they don't just e- expose you to them. They let you be a part of the soundtrack too. Yeah. But by playing it with the ocarina, like when you play the Bolero Fire, that's like. Yeah, some of
0: that's those songs are song. great.
1: Yeah, and you did that. Yeah. You played it. You made that song happen.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because like as someone with like, li- like negative two musical talent, not only do I have zero, I have negative two <laughs> music ability. Uh, I was playing the songs on the Ocarina and I felt like, you know, when you buy like a Fisher price instrument where you just push two buttons and it plays a song for you. That's how yeah. I f- like, not about it, but that was how I felt. I was just like, Oh, the game is letting me make the music when it was like, I can't do this. I suck at this. Did you, did you mess around with the Ocarina at all? Yeah. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. I love mess.
1: I love just like, pulling it out and just being like, seeing what I can do. Yeah. And then like, I, I accidentally play a song and it's like, you know I do? And I was like, Ooh, whoops.
0: Yeah. I so, didn't
1: mean to play a Pona song right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> the the music in this game is great. It looks good. I think it's very creative. I love the time travel mechanic. I just wish there was a little bit more of it. I like most of the dungeons. I got to be honest. I, I actually lo- like I could take or leave the story in most Zelda games, but at least on the surface, I really like the story in this game. I like the idea that the 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 Legend of Zelda or whatever it is, like the the fucking fable with the Triforce, and they're like the hero's gonna show up, and Zelda realizes you are the hero. So that's why she throws the Ocarina to you as they're taking off, and then you go into the future, and then it turns out Zelda is following you around as Sheik. And I I I I, I won't, like it's not the it's again not the deepest story ever. I just I think what I like about it is I like the idea that. It's not like the light and dark world where it's good people versus bad people or whatever. It's you're going seven years into the future where Ganon won. Yeah. I absolutely I, I love that. Me too. I I really like After replaying this, I was like, fuck, I would pay a hundred dollars for a remade version of this game. And I don't mean like the 3DS remake. I mean like a full-blown final fantasy seven remake quality remake of this with the exact same story where you go into the future and ganon has won and you need to figure out how to reverse it that is such a fucking great idea you guys it really is
1: you're you're horning me up just talking about such a thing like
0: i'm kind of shocked they haven't i mean maybe they're just worried maybe they figure the bar is like this game is so beloved that maybe they're like if we remake it we're probably gonna fuck it up, and everyone's gonna get mad at us.
1: But do you think that they didn't think that about Final Fantasy VII as well?
0: I do, but I don't think as many people have been calling for a remake of this like they have Final Fantasy VII. And, yeah, that's true. And to be fair, Nintendo didn't re- fuck. Nintendo didn't release a goddamn fucking teaser of a remake with the PlayStation Three. Like they with the GameCube and they're like, hey, look, we're going to remake it. And everyone is like, wow. And then they're like, no, we're not. We're just showing you what we could do, which is exactly what PlayStation did when they showed off that tech demo. I think it was the PlayStation 3 and they showed off like a tech demo of what Final Fantasy 7 could look like on it. And everyone was like, yeah, give us that. And they're like, no, 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 we're just we just wanted to show you what it could be. Like if Nintendo, imagine if when the switch two comes out, whatever the fuck it is in like three or four more years and they have like a teaser trailer for Ocarina of time remastered or remade. And everyone's like, this is incredible. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to do it. We just wanted you to see what it would look like. If they did that, (laughs) then we probably would keep asking for it. Um, Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Uh, Square Enix was like, they were kind of fucking
0: with us a little bit. Oh, they fucking, they gave, they gave, they gave the entire final fantasy community blue balls for 20 years and then they were like, well, I "Fine, mean, we'll finish you off here." Didn't, like, didn't they
1: show off like like an adult Link fighting Ganondorf at like the launch of the GameCube? There was like a the Space World demo that was just Link fighting Ganondorf, and it was Ocarina of Time style graphics but updated for GameCube.
0: Oh, I don't. Maybe they did. I don't remember that. Yeah,
1: that that's, that sounds that sounds like something that's vaguely familiar, but I'm not going to say it live on a podcast. Whoops, already did. <laughs>
0: That's what I somebody want. Somebody
1: is going to tell me that I'm an idiot. Oh, you're yeah, you're gonna I hear am. about it.
0: You're gonna hear about yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. That that's what I want to see. Like, I listen, like, I know that we spent the first half of this episode shitting on this game, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not even apologizing for it, because I do have a lot of qualms with this game. Having said that, when you take the negative and put it off to the side, I I there's a lot of things about this game that I really like. I would fucking love to see them take all the good stuff and put it into a new game that runs properly. The 3D, like let's just i'm not gonna we're not doing a full-blown review of the 3ds version but there's a reason that that's the only time i had finished the game up until this last week uh Mm -hmm. they really do fix a lot of the issues from the original in the 3ds remake and when you can take some of those issues out you see just what what a special video game is fucking underneath some of the layers of it like there's i totally agree I would go as far as to like, listen, if you guys, if you're not on our Patreon, there's not even a plug this time, but one of the episodes we did was the, um, I, I had to rank, I ranked my 10 most must play retro video games of all time. And despite the fact that Ocarina of Tim is not in my top five Zelda games, it was on my list of 10 retro games that I think everybody needs to play. I'm not going to sit here as someone that's been playing video games for over 30 years that has a major hard on for Nintendo I am not going to sit here and deny the importance, the impact uh, that Ocarina of Tim had. This is one of the most influential and important video games of all time. Is it one of the greatest video games of all time? I'll argue you on that one. But its legacy is fucking undeniable. Undeniable. Agreed. Agreed. And e- even if you're a hater, uh, like, and I know that. I know we have people in our community that just don't like Zelda games, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't like lots of games. That's fine. Um, i'm also i'm also like i'm also very critical of this
1: game because i i expect so much of zelda because i love zelda yeah um so much it's like you know it's like it's like you would never like give shit to somebody else's kid but when it's your kid you're like listen all yeah. right you yeah. gotta be on your math test that that's all right but like let's talk about how we could get to an a spot
0: on know? that's how i feel about mario 64 so i get yeah. that i'm like <laughs> i like you but you you could fucking do better um, Mario
1: sixty four is is your B student yeah. while you have when your other two kids are A students.
0: Listen, I don't have children, but I know a lot of you listening do. And whether you fucking want to admit it or not, every parent has a favorite. Don't fucking deny it. And don't lie. And I like Super Mario World more than I like Mario. 64. I love them both, but I like Mario World better. Uh, and I like Link to the Past better than Ocarina of of Time. Um, but I mean, Ocarina of Time's twin brother is Majora's Mask, and that's Hoju who has to live in the fucking attic. And uh, how, fucking, how dare you? Yeah, no, fuck that game. How
1: how oh, dare fuck, you? Oh, fuck! I
0: hate that game. I'm never. not doing it. I fucking hate that game. Um, I'll I'll
1: I'll get you on it one day.
0: No, you won't. I'll, I'll fucking, get you on it. I'll fold this podcast before I fucking come on this show and talk about that fucking game. Um, I listen,
1: mask—it's perfect. I, oh, cr-
0: perfectly bad. <laughs> um, I listen, guys. I was really not sure what to do with this game because I knew at some point we had to revisit it. And I, you know what? You want to know something? I'm just gonna—I like—I feel really good that I finally just beat it. And I beat the 64 one. I feel like it's like a something crossed off my gaming resume that had to be done. Um, and the thing about it is, and I and I think because we're gonna score this game now. For anyone that listened to us shit on it for the first half hour, I really just want to stress to you, like... It's a good I'm, game. It's a it it's a great game. And I'm going to give it a good score, despite the fact that I don't particularly like it, because I just have too much respect for it to not. You know what this is? I'm a big sports fan. This is like one of those athletes that plays for a team that you don't like, but you're like, I, I know how good that guy is. That's it's how I feel about is this good, game. It's good, but... That's that's all oh, this game's not Connor McDavid good. Connor <laughs> McDavid is the Super Mario World of hockey players. That kid's incredible. Oh.
1: Oh, um yeah, you're right. You're, you're right.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> so I think the easiest way to score this thing is it's it's on the 64. So that's easy. We're going to do that. This one's 64. tough. This one's tough. I uh Ooh. go ahead. I'm going to think about this one for a minute. I'm going to put you on the spot cuz it's my show. 64. I have the power.
1: It's like such a specific number that I don't want to go too low or too high but I'm going to give it out of 64, 55. It loses nine points for the things I don't like. I think that the things that are good outweigh it. Though. Like right. pretty significantly.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I... The, game's,
1: the game's fun and that's, that's really all I really care about. <sighs> you know, the game has some issues, but it's fun.
0: If this game didn't have the impact on this hobby that I love more than anything on the planet, if it didn't have the impact on this hobby that it has, Honestly, I would probably give this game about a forty out of sixty-four, and I would say it's it's fun. It's just a regular. It's okay, but it's but just you gotta think. It, it's fucking impact is just so goddamn important. It actually almost makes me angry how much I can't help but like this game. It's like, dude, what's the line from Anchorman that Vince Vaughn says where he says something along the lines of like, I don't like you, but I damn sure respect you, or something yeah. like you <laughs> know what line? I can't remember the exact line. That's how I yeah. feel about this fucking game. This game is on Burgundy. You Ron
1: Burgundy. Yes. But God damn it, do I respect you.
0: That's how I feel about this game. I hate you, Ocarina of Tim, but God damn it, I respect you. So like, I, I'm i probably going to, yeah, like I'll go 57 or 58 out of 64. It is, wow. th- and, and you know what? That should say how much respect I have for this game when I'm basically giving it about a 9 out of 10, despite the fact that I don't really like it. That yeah. should say just how much I respect this fucking game. Uh, and then Majora's Mask is Anchorman 2 fucking hot garbage there it is there's your fucking boom that's the that's the whole review he's wrong boom that's your whole review oh that felt great oh that felt good uh i hope this did you guys justice i've been i know it's been 171 podcasts since we talked about this game and you know what if we talk about it again in 171 podcasts then it'll be what 356 or something uh <laughs> we'll get there then we'll talk about it again in about three more years so and
1: you know what there might have been things that have aged even worse or maybe yeah. better you know? Ho- hopefully
0: within three years i'm hoping we have the remake that's what yeah. i'm hoping for and, um, then, and
1: then you can just review that
0: yeah exactly that's exactly what we'll do i'll tell you right now if they remade this game uh i i would be on that fucking thing like stink on a monkey i'd be on that so fast because i want it so you'd, bad
1: you'd be contractually obligated to play it and yes. talk about it
0: um and for the record just no you know what i'll save that for another one uh bradley you you stay busy these days if people want to listen to more of your inane rambling where can they find it uh
1: so i do um i have a movie podcast that i do with my girlfriend called little movie dates it's actually brand new we just started doing it um basically we're just talking movie news and we review movies um because like i love video games but movies is my thing um so, if you want to hear that, you can check us out on Spotify um, or Instagram. I think we're on Facebook and TikTok, and we're all over the place. It's all just little movie dates. You can just find it wherever. Um, we use fake names, so it's called Little Movie Dates with Charlie and Ebony. So, uh, look for the fake names. Baby. It.
0: And it'll be in the it's in the description of this podcast as well. Assuming that between the day we're recording this and the day this episode goes live, you remember to send me the details. It'll be in the description of this podcast as well. And if it's not in the description, it's on Bradley because he forgot to send me his details. Yes, Um, absolutely. Buddy, thanks for doing this and uh, thanks for tackling. This was a big fish and uh, I hope we did it justice. And uh, thank you for tackling it with me. I appreciate it very much, man.
1: Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for having me on. This is always such a blast.
0: And that's gonna do it for this week's episode bradley thank you so much for giving me a call and talking ocarina of tim with me and to every single one of you listening to this show right now whether this was your first episode or your 175th episode of remember the game i can't believe we've done that many of these uh thank you so much i can't tell you how much i appreciate the support and if you are a diehard ocarina of tim fan i really hope that i wasn't too hard on your game i tried to be fair All right. Not everybody loves every game, but I tried really hard to walk the line. So I hope I did your game justice. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with episode 176 of this little train wreck of ours. I think we're going over to the Sega Genesis and talking gunstar heroes next week, but don't hundred percent quote me on that. I got to look and see where we are, but, that episode's coming soon, if it's not next week. Uh, in the meantime, I'll be back tomorrow for all our Patreons with Expansion Pass number 86, where we look back at the Nintendo GameCube. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch, where we look at all the biggest news in the world of video games. And if you want access to those in like, almost 200 old, uh, previous bonus podcasts, you can find all of that at patreon.com rememberthegame. It is the quickest, cheapest, easiest way to support the podcast, and your support means more than you could ever fucking know. So thank you all so much over there. And if you're looking for a gift for a retro gamer in your life, maybe a hot dog in your life, you just like to wear clothes from weird people like me Uh, hit up rememberthegamepodcast.com right now our Black Friday sale is running until November 29th you can save 15% off everything in our store including all of our dope looking shirts and everything like that Drawn by my man Joe over at 4545 Creative I love the way our merch I'm really proud of it I really am proud of the way our merch looks if anything just go have a look you might get a there's a blast from the past or two in there I think there's some cool looking shit so uh, rememberthegamepodcast.com 15% off everything until November 29th right, that'll do it for this week's episode I'm going to do some shout outs and get out of here. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you all again the next time you put one of my podcasts in your brain. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. So I would like to take a moment to thank everyone that has supported us at the junior executive vice president level or higher over at patreon.com slash remember the game. A huge shout out to Dave, Makeshift, Mallow, Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Kiggs and his Stupid Arrow, Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Ashley Cronenbitter, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott V, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Frazier Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu, 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Tin Smasher, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McClain, Brian Ransom, Miles from Bringbackretro.com, Nathan Trombley A-Town Andre SJA Flash Tom Kite Geek Life Radio Morgan Zane Donovan Adam J Ryan Kinchen, Mike Maloney Christopher Russell Very Cool Dude Tim Rial The Giraffe G9PSX Tim L David Schnatterer Raging Demon Poops Loomis Dana Wucheral That One Kid Nick Mad Shibs Mercury 869 Derek Jane M Felf fabe 5150 TK Tonky Kong Wolfgang Darren Seriously Ron P Sam Wright Andy Hudson Good day. Dane, Chris Coplin, Mandingo 2021. Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Too Loud for the Crowd, Trevor Seven Oaks, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zo, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlonde, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tense Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Chowdy Laudi, Dan Wagner, Candido, K Cuz, S2 Von 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Ferrer, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Astral Soul, Karth from Kotor, Chance McCoy, Jeff Berger. Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game, Fur Chuck, Game Nomad, Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stu Bergeric, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Just a Fish, Bagalazino, Noob Q, Hunky Canadian Bacon 69, Beth Strife 89, Liam Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric shavinius Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickens, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Daja 1K1T, Clayton Robertson, Jason Sika, Frosty Feet 492, Scott A. Baker, Britt O'Neill, All the Good Names Were Taken, Hulk Hogan's Brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Ocelot of Woe, Stephen Parnell, Adam Masher, Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Docabai VT, Domicus, Sh- Oh, I was so close to get it through without fucking this one up. Tomicus, Sean Dillinger, Jason or Justin Zabrocki, now the wheels are going to come off. Frozen Interior, Rayson, Ray Juan Tongo, Brandon Basham, Ganadork, DBXJ, Ryan Shimmick, Jameer Williams, Jared Pierce, Steve Dalpk, Michael Ford, Justin Viesers, Gannon 144 Phil McCracken, Anthony Don Duno, Sid's Goodleg, and Trav H. If I fucked up your names, I'm not sorry, because it's that's part of the that's that's it's like the it's like extra seasoning on your steak. I really thought I was gonna fucking get through that one. Once you lose focus for half a second, you're fucking done. But anyway. Thank you to all of you and to everyone that supports us on Patreon. I really I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. Thank you all so much, and I'll talk to you all again later. Cheers. Goodbye.